Hey everyone, we'd like to welcome you to our first podcast show called The Foundation. My name is Ash and I'm sitting here with my friend Matt. Matt and I have known each other for about 30 years and we both have a desire to reach people for Christ. Matt, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and what today's show is about? Sure thing, Ash. You know, I'm, I'm really excited about this show because it's something that is a brainchild of our conversations, just in our own time, just hanging out. Yeah. And as we've looked at topics such as evolution and how that meshes with scripture and can it, or what makes more sense, the evolutionary theory versus what we call creationism. Right. And so this, this is the show um, that we said, hey, why not try it out? Maybe other people that listen will have some of the same questions we're asking and maybe want to know some of the things that we're discovering as we go along. Right. And we're going to have other guests on here too as well that we yeah. talked about that I'm really excited about that are way more uh, knowledgeable in, in their <laughs> For areas sure. For sure. of expertise. So, uh, But the true meaning behind this show is what is the difference between believing in a theory that says we just kind of happened by random chance or selection right from a organic evolutionary stance or do we believe in what the bible says and our show is called the foundation right, right. yep that's and us. so hebrews 1:10 says you lord in the beginning laid the foundation of the earth and the heavens are the work of your hands and so like you said we've known each other for around 30 years and as kids we both talked about how looking up at the stars and into the heavens we we thought you know there's something bigger than us sure and we couldn't maybe put our thumbs on it but we're as we delve into these topics we're hoping that other people will hear some of the same things that uh, we've discovered and say you know what there is a god that has a meaning and purpose for their lives. Right. Well, like you said, I've known you for 30 years, so why don't you tell these folks a little bit about yourself and where you came from? Yeah, you know, I was born in Loma Linda, California, and my parents quickly moved to the Midwest due to <laughs> my dad needing a job, and my grandpa said, hey, why don't you come build houses with me? And that got him started out here. And, you know, I consider Missouri my home state. That's where my earliest memories are. 1985, World Series Royals. My parents were shouting for joy at the TV as the Royals won that World Series. And that is literally as far back as my memories go. And so it, Missouri is important to me and um, that's where I reside today. And also, you know, I grew up not in a wealthy setting. My, my early elementary years, we lived in a mobile home. And so my parents put me into public schools mm -hmm. due to circumstances. And, you know, I had to, I was, we were a Christian family and, you know, I, they knew what I was going to face entering public school as far as what I was going to be taught in the textbooks and from teachers uh, as far as evolution or, or why, where did life come from? Right. The origins. The origins, yes, of all of this. <laughs> and uh, I just had to 
filter everything through what I believed in scripture, but it was always a battle. I didn't always have the answers and, but yet it was, it was assumed that this was scientific and yet I, I did the assignments, I passed my classes, but it always bothered me because there were some things that just always, I had questions about and yet, and I'm sure you've experienced this too, Ash. Several times, several times. uh, you're made to feel ignorant right. if you don't see it through a scientific quote-unquote lens and so I believe God is the greatest scientist and that's going to be our approach I think as we look at some of these issues is how can we even understand some of these things without someone else knowing ahead of time how how natural laws take place and things like that so right. we'll get into that but um, how about you, Ashley? What's your background, and what's what's brought to you, brought you to this position? Well, um, I'm, I'm a lot like you. I, I wasn't born in Missouri, but uh, I was born in Iowa. Uh, moved to Texas with uh, with my family, and uh, but I've been pretty much in the Midwest my whole life. Um, you know, I I, uh, I was born a Seventh Day Adventist. I was born into uh, a wonderful church family. Um, but I, like you, uh, didn't come from a very wealthy family, and, and so going to a secular school, a public school system, was you know what what I had to do, which was was great. I had a lot of great experiences, and, and wouldn't trade it for the world. Right. Um, good people. Absolutely. Absolutely. I have good memories of my public school years. Absolutely. Me too. Um, I went to a, I started out at a private uh, Catholic college after high school, and moved to a, a public school after that. Uh, played a little baseball in college, and. And got a, a taste of uh, the real world, if you will. Um, w- one of the main things that that I want to do on this show is, is like you said, is kind of explain the position of uh, Christians who aren't satisfied with the uh, the answers that were given to us in public schools concerning origins, evolution, Darwin, uh, Darwinism, and abiogenesis. Um, so I've decided to uh, further investigate these uh, these matters. Now, when you talk about, I mean, I, I think evolution is probably a familiar term. And, sure. And what was the, some of the other things you mentioned there? Darwinism and, and abiogenesis. Darwinism. Yeah. What's what's biogenesis? Abiogenesis is basically um, it's hard to explain because it's hard to understand. Uh, basically, people think that. Uh, we came from a, a stardust essentially, and this stardust was inorganic matter. And because of some random uh, chances throughout uh, some naturalistic processes, uh, formed uh, life on this planet at a very small molecular level. Um, and so, uh, as so, I so things that some kind of substances came together to to have a genesis or a beginning, right, a beginning right, for correct, life. Correct. Okay. And and a lot of those things uh, in the science books are, are theoretical. They're just, uh, you know, no one was there to observe it. Uh, they don't they don't pass through any kind of uh, uh, scientific method uh, for research. And when I ask those questions uh, to uh, teachers or to professors, um, they all came up with the same answers. We don't know. Okay, and and that's a fair that's a fair answer, and I appreciate their honesty. We don't know. 
However, uh, Matt and I believe that the Lord uh, created the earth um, in the beginning, the heavens and the earth. Uh, the earth was, was without form and void and darkness and was on the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Now that was Genesis chapter 1. Correct. The very That's first one, one. Yep. verse there says God created. Right. And so it must be important. Right. 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 <laughs> and, and, you know, we have a guy telling us this because he was there. He was there. You know, when people, when scientists say, well, you know, four billion years ago, this such and such happened, and 3.8 million years ago, such and such, well, no humans were there to record this. So basically, what we're going on is theory and, and opinion. Now, there are some uh, scientific facts that they use to um, push their agenda, and I will say agenda because, uh, like I said, if, it's, if it doesn't pass through a scientific method of research, then we have opinion. Now when you say he was there, you're talking about Adam. No, I was talking about God. Oh God. Yeah, okay, God, yes. The writer of of of, okay. of the Bible. Yeah. Cuz I thought you meant Adam passed this story down until Moses no, wrote no, it down. No, I in I, his I day. mean God, the uh, the infallible creator. Right, um, because scripture says it is the inspired word of God. Right. He was there. It is written. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Now um, go ahead and continue. You said you you went to a Catholic college. You also went to a public community college, I believe, and things like that. Yep. What were some of your? You're saying some of the teachers that you had questions for had to admit they didn't know some of the. Absolutely, yeah. Answers. So when I would bring up, uh, you know, um, topics of of origins, when you look at Darwinianism, it only takes you back so far, right? We're not talking about the actual origin of a cell. We're talking about the naturalistic processes to which animals evolve, okay? Right. And uh, when you look back through our fossil record, when you look back through uh, the Bible, and, and that's your foundation, hence the name of our podcast, Foundation, um, we, like to, we like to have um, things that we know are true. And when you look back into the processes of evolution and species changing over time, and those types of things, it's, it's hard to look back through the fossil record and coincide that together. Right. I think what I've seen, too, is, um, like you said, no, no one was there when this world began. Evolutionists and creationists alike admit before man there must have been nothing. Right. At least in our perspective, from a biblical perspective, Yes, God existed, but man did not. And so there was no man to say, to write down in a scientific journal, okay, today God mixed uh, this jelly with this simple cell or whatever. Right. And, and scientists have to admit that too. Secular scientists have to say, you know what? We, no one was there right. when life originated. This is our best guess. theory, yeah. and it is a guess, yeah. essentially. This is our best theory of how life came into existence. Right. And so I know from my perspective, I'm not trying to prove that there is a God, because I think there's evidences of God, but as far as uh, people, if, if I go and point to somebody and say, hey, look, there's God, right? Uh, they're going to think I'm crazy because 
no one's ever, even the Bible says, no man has ever seen God without <laughs> uh, dying, right. essentially. Because he's so, according to scripture, he's so perfect. Right, and what, what you bring up a good point is, is, is faith, right? So Hebrews 11, 1, 3 says, uh, Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. So when I when I think about that, I think, wow, the creator of the universe, uh, he's given us plenty of evidence to base our faith on. And when we look at um, the creation of, of animals and humans and, and everything that's organic on this planet, it, 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 it not only speaks of God and a creator, but it also speaks of unbelievable design, even down to the smallest uh, single-celled organism when people say well we went from a simple cell to a complex cell well everything is complex uh, everything is complex there's 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 complexity in the cells there's complexity in our in our body there's complexity throughout every part of the organic a centipede uh, right exactly I mean, anything that's organic it, it, the things are just because they're small doesn't mean they're not complex uh, <laughs> or not of a higher order of of existence, right? I mean, or being designed, for that matter, right? So, and you said in that scripture, Hebrews eleven one, that evidence, evidence of things not seen, mm-hmm. and so I, I've always heard that God doesn't expect us to have a blind faith. No, and so I don't want to go blindly as a Christian, just blindly walk along, just saying, you know what, this is what I was taught as a kid. That God created the world and, and man. Right. Um, he he says, "Come and reason with him." Yeah. He's if he is intelligent and if he can back up what he says, he's not going to be afraid to talk to us about it or allow us to explore these areas of quote unquote controversy or debate. Uh, I think maybe you experience this, Ash, too. At times, is sometimes experts in scientific fields or in academia do expect us to have a blind exception of the theory of evolution. Did you ever experience that? Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, One thing that I had a hard time with was, uh, you know, hey, this is, this is, this is fact. um, And you can't, you can't argue that fact. Well, uh, when in reality, um, there's been several um, scientific tests in laboratories lately, even in the last hundred years, that have completely uh, expunged the idea that that things change over time, uh, especially in the species at the species level. For instance, um, Harvard has done a hundred-year study on fruit flies, okay, hmm. and they they um, Bred uh, millions and millions of different uh, of different generations of fruit flies. Okay, and they they reproduce really quickly. Correct. Is why they're they're a good specimen for Correct. this. Correct. Okay. Yes. And at the end of the day, the ending thesis statement was a fruit fly is a fruit fly and will always be a fruit fly. Okay. Okay. And yes, there are minor mutations, but almost always mutations are bad for that species and usually aren't a carrying trait uh, to the next generation. Uh, lately, a 30-year study on uh, E. coli was done, and 
yes, there were some minor mutations to the E. coli, but it was still E. coli. And I think one of the main things people have to understand is, is just because you put a long time frame on things doesn't mean that that is always the best way to, um, uh, to uh, explain, explain the length of time it would take to actually produce another species from, uh, from an existing one. Sure. So I, I, I just, uh, you know, I, I, I want to show some scientific background as to reason why that uh, we we believe in a creator God. Well, what I've noticed too now that I'm getting a little bit older, not too much older, but <laughs> I'm a young older, adult. You're older than me, so I'm a young adult, and I I have seen just in my short lifetime, thirty plus years, that evolutionists and, and parts of the theory. Either they have to admit, oh, that wasn't right, or they've discovered something else that sets them kind of backwards to say, okay, we need to relook at this. Right. And that's, for me, that's a little apprehend. that causes a little apprehension in me to just fully eat that evolutionary cookie, if you know what I mean, and mm -hmm. say, hmm, this really tastes good. I'm just going to accept it because uh, it's, and I just read today. Oh, let me see if I can find that. Okay, there was this there was this author. He was a professor of physiology and biochemistry, and he said if we were to be critical enough and honest enough of a scientist to admit, quote unquote, the evidence that supports it being the theory of evolution is not sufficiently strong to allow us to consider it as anything more than a working hypothesis. Right. Okay, so this is, this, they're still working on this hypothesis or this theory. Right, ever-changing. It's ever-changing. Now, right. now let's go well, back that, to... That, that doesn't speak as fact, does it, to you? Does that sound like fact? Well, I think just because you can't prove something doesn't mean it, it's not necessarily true. Correct. But it also, you can't say beyond a shadow of a doubt right. that it's 100% factual either. Right. Because going back to my discussion earlier, with no man was there when God or whatever, the the pond scum or whatever, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> created us. <The> sludge. <laughs> right? Right. And so just because no one was there doesn't mean we can't um, find evidences of what did start this thing called life. Right. But can we prove that really beyond a shadow of a doubt? And that's kind of the carrot stick to me. Sure. With evolutionary evolutionary thought. And I've read it for myself. They say, well, new technologies are coming out. So proving this is just around the corner. So don't don't worry about it being one hundred percent. If we're if we have, you know, the majority of scientists saying this has to be factual, right? Then don't worry about the other stuff that just doesn't make sense, right? And the, the technology, like you like you alluded to, is okay. It, it's right around the corner. But what what actually has happened with the technology increase is that we've been able to discover even more complexity at a at a minuscule level, at a very very small level, 
And that doesn't seem to um, jive with the evolutionary track of uh, very simple to very complex. And in this next segment, uh, I think we're going to get into a little bit more of how um, how we believe that God is the ultimate designer and that how we don't believe that evolution could have created all the organic material and all the life that we see on this earth. All right, let's do it. All right. <laughs> 